you would have more capacity to be able to do things. You would be able to scale things in a different way because you are able to use the muscles that you have to make quicker decisions, bring better solutions at the table and scale what you're doing in a much bigger and better way. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale. And these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch or two or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come join us. So I'm kind of excited about this particular podcast recording. This is one of those recordings that we're doing that is reflection, insights, and just some everyday kind of actions that you can choose to take or not take, you know, who am I to say what that is? But what I love about it is that we have choices and we always have choices no matter what is going on in your world. Here's the thing. The today's kind of theme of this podcast is who is leading? Well, here's the thing. If everyone is waiting for everyone else to lead, then who is leading? And I think this is a great question to keep asking yourself. By the way, I am not in my office. I'm on the moment, have been for the last Ooh, around about four months nomading and which means that basically my office is moving location constantly and so that means children could walk in husband could open that door anything can happen throughout this time what I just want to make sure is that you know that I don't want that to stop me from getting this out and to ensure that we have the next podcast happening. And one of the things around the Global Human Intelligence podcast is although you get to hear from amazing leaders across the globe, and sometimes that is just a conversation with me, other times it may be on a stage or on the Global Human Intelligence forum that we've had And I want to make sure on a podcast after you've heard one of those conversations or a couple of those with that particular person that we then reflect on it. And that's what these podcasts are around. So you get to hear me for the next little while. And what I really want to ensure is that we go back and and think about some of the things that were brought up on that and how that works and connects with the thinking and what I see on the ground with leaders as well, and maybe some thoughts of what we can do with what we've just learned. And the one that I'm reflecting on right now and going back on is podcast three and four, which was with Jonathan Bates, an amazing 
human being, truly is. And amazing because he not only says, you know, many smart things from the learnings that he's taken in what he's seen as a bomb specialist to then putting it into leadership and in business as well. And I think one of the things that I really admire about him as a human being is not just his smartness in the strategy and the thinking behind what he teaches and, you know, lives every single day, is the absolute connection between those principles in which he teaches to see culture change in leadership, but also in the fact that he's so strongly set in his value system. And what I mean by that is he knows what his core values are, he knows what his non-negotiables are, and he's very, very clear that he stands for those. And if you don't want to stand for that, then you probably don't have a space in what he's doing going forward. And I love that because I think there's so many humans right now who are following others that are waiting for others to keep setting what is right for them. And I don't know that that's, no, I would say mostly not a good thing. Okay, so there is a disclaimer to this piece. And the disclaimer is if it's in the regards of mentorship because someone has done something that you haven't, then of course follow that person, learn from them. But that doesn't mean that just because Jonathan has done something amazing, just because Karen Marie has done something amazing. And remember, we had Ali on the first podcast as well, or the second, well, the first proper podcast here on the Global Human Intelligence Forum, just because it's right for her or for Jonathan or for myself, that doesn't mean that it's right for you. And this is extremely important, even when you're learning from people who are your mentors, even when you are following someone in leadership. It's like, what are you standing for? How does that look? What does that look for you? And these are really important. So I really love the points that are his core values, Jonathan's core values that he brought out in in his conversation, both with me and then his keynote at the Global Human Intelligence Forum. And that was the four things. One, observe. Two, evaluate three, decide, and four, to action. And when he's talking about observing, it kind of brings it back to what I talk about awareness, observing the situation, what's the outcome that you want, and, you know, really deciding how does that really establish, which is his next thing, evaluate to what is the plan. What's the plan that we're going to put together to make sure that you actually get the outcome that you want. And when he's evaluating, he's really looking at the objective, right? What's the objective of this mission in front of me? And as a bomb disarmament specialist, you know, he really has a huge responsibility because this is not just maybe if I fail this plan, this is not going to be a good thing. In his case, 
if I fail this plan, I fail those that are part of my team who are coming in, let alone maybe if it's a hospital, those that are, you know, really relying on him to make a decision that is life or death. And that is a huge responsibility. So observing the environment, whatever has to take place, and then evaluating, I mean, that is a life or death situation. And most of us in our world is not so much about life and death, although in leadership, there are so many people that are looking to you to making really smart decisions. And in many cases, it actually is giving them either a livelihood to be able to, you know, have the resources, the tools, the economic access to be able to feed families, to feed teams, to make sure that team have what they need, to ensure that your community has access to the things that they need to. And so these are really important things. And so observing and evaluating becomes essential, no matter whether you're, you know, like Jonathan, or whether you're running a business, running a family, having an organization that needs to really rely on the decisions that you make as a leader. So being able to decide becomes really important. And I think what is really fantastic in the example that Jonathan talks about and how he talks about his work and then bringing it back to business is that it's around the core values that he has. And I know because he's one of my collaborative partnerships. And so we in business together, and because of that, I know what he is saying on that front end, he is actually doing on the back end. And what I really, an amazing piece about it, and we're looking at investing in a company right now at the time of this recording And one of the issues I had, and he knows is so important to me as a human being, is the ethical well-being of the company that we were looking at being investors in. And so he did his due diligence around finding out and asking questions to what are things in place that you're making sure that this is not an issue. And And he did it not because he thought that it was important for himself, but because he knew that this was something that was important to me. And I love that about, A, him as a human being, but I think that all of us can learn from that. Like, how are we making decisions? Are we just thinking about ourselves in that decision-making? Or are we thinking of, Who are the other stakeholders at the table at that moment that that decision needs to be made? And are we inviting them to the table? Are we even thinking about asking questions that may be not so important to you, but extremely important to others that are stakeholders at that decision table at that moment? So deciding on core values. And then in the case of Jonathan and what he spoke about, was he has two plans. He has the plan and then he has the emergency plan. And, you know, I've got some thoughts around this and what I teach and how I teach about it. And I want to 
really show you throughout this podcast some of the reasons to that. And I think the good thing of what Jonathan was saying was he's got the plan and we want this plan to work. And as long as everything goes to plan, this plan will work. If not, we have a backup emergency plan. So that was really awesome. And then the next thing was his number four was taking action. And you know that I'm always talking about having a new conversation, asking questions, having a new conversation. And I cannot handle if that's all you have as a conversation because the conversation will not change culture. Action will. And, you know, one of the things that he talks about a lot is about what's the next step to make sure that that action plan is actioned on and actually gets you the outcome that you're wanting. And this is so important is often people know, we know what that problem is. Maybe you know what the problem is that you're seeing in your industry. Maybe you know what the problem is in your community. Knowing the problem and then having a conversation around that because you're actually bringing it to the table is a different spot in it. And we often see those that are starting to have a conversation, but they stop with that. Or how do you even have that conversation and you begin to have a conversation and then don't know how to continue it to then be able to take action from it? And there's really important steps along that way. Then when you go to action it, what you think is you've got to hit it all at once and that's not necessarily the way to do it either. And it's, well, what are priorities first to take that first step so that you can keep and get momentum happening, let alone get movement happening, right? So there's strategies around that and some of the things that were brought up were things like processes and systems and things that I think are really important, variables and taking ownership of it. So what if we could actually, and I think that this was something that came out of, you know, what Jonathan's saying, but I think is really important, that we eliminate things like assumption. It's easy to assume that we know what the plan should be. It is easy to assume we know what is happening. But if we're not getting the right stakeholders at the table and asking the right questions, then we are literally assuming. And I think there's a lot in leadership right now where it's been based on assumptions or it continues to get based on assumptions. And we can continue this way or we can say enough is enough, let's eliminate assumptions. And there are only one way, (laughs) one way. I think there is only some, you know, some certain things that will help to ensure that assumption isn't used at your next decision table. And that is that you're willing to invite who needs to be the stakeholders at the table. And I go on about this because I think we've done a lot in leadership where we continue to ask the same people. We continue to ask only those that look like us, sound like us, are saying the things that we're saying to the table. And I think it's time for us to bring other people to that table. One of the reasons I have another podcast called the Decision Table Podcast, go check it out. It's out on iTunes right now. It's out on a lot of the places that you hear podcasts. One of the reasons I have that 
is in most cases, I've never met that person before. I've never had a conversation. They want to connect with me. And one of my core values is giving. And my thinking is, if you want to have a conversation with me, let's have one, but let's go live with it. Because not only will I maybe learn something from it, someone else may get a chance to learn from it. And here's an interesting piece about it. And one of the reasons I started the decision table was so that I could go, if you don't even want to have a conversation in front of someone else, then you are probably not the right person for me in my world. And here's why. Because like I said, I love giving. It's one of my core values. And if giving is one of those core values, then and you're able to give because and you're willing to give in a conversation that may help even just one other person, then I want to connect with you. So that's one thing. And then another thing is this. I may never, ever have another conversation with you, but I'm going to learn more about you by having a conversation that is out to the world and I'm going to be able to ask better questions because I want to learn from it. I know others are going to want to learn from it and I've got nothing to hide. And I think if you're willing to have that kind of conversation and you've never met me before, I'm really excited of what this conversation or where this conversation can go. The other thing is in the decision table, I'm not having conversations where I go from that moment that I come on there, I know where we're going to end up. I don't know. There is literally... Anything can go on those conversations. Anything could happen on those conversations. And guess what? It does. Because I want to make sure that I'm just like you, able to have a conversation with anyone and not just invite the people I think would be good at the table or invite those that I know are doing awesome things. So then I want to learn from them. What if I could learn from someone that maybe I don't usually spend my time with? That would be pretty awesome. So those are the reasons, you know, I started the decision table was so that I could learn from people that maybe I wouldn't normally sit at a table with. And here's the thing. I have met so many amazing people and I don't always disagree with them. By the way, I often disagree with a lot of people with their values, their thinking, why they do things. And that is okay because we've got to know how to do that. We've got to know that it's uncomfortable conversations that we're often having, but we have to be comfortable with them and go, that's okay. I know that although you're doing it differently, I'm not going to do that and I'm taking from the conversation you and I are having what I need to learn. And I think that's where we've got to come back into leadership and go, what are we standing for? What are we owning as a leader in our world and the culture that we're building out? And I think that that's where some of these conversations, when you have different people at the table, what is beautiful about it is it can often strengthen what you believe and make it even stronger. And I know sometimes when someone has said something on the decision table that I've disagreed with, I've gone, oh, that makes me even want to stand for what I stand for 
even more because of what they just said then. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. And, you know, then it's also the other side of it, that when we don't assume that we know everything, we get to evolve, we get to learn, we get to develop our thinking because we're learning from someone else's perspective. And that's what I love about it. And I think that this is when you can do things like this, you become smarter and able to use the muscle of human intelligence in a way that is, you know, not being used a lot, but can be used. And the advantage of that is huge. And I see that in when I see the increases in growth and the capacity in which leaders can come to the table and play at a different level. So I think there's eliminating assumption, as I said. I think there's eliminating one thing fixes all. We have got to get past that. We have got to stop thinking that there is one fix. That's like going to the gym. And I used to be in the fitness industry for quite a while and, you know, I'm still extremely fascinated with how I can you know, ensure that my body can do what it's meant to do well so that I can turn up and be the best leader I can be. And, you know, one of the things that used to really frustrate me and bug me and make me cranky was the personal trainers that did it like everyone else. And then they would go, this is the one plan that is going to work for everybody. Here's the thing that that doesn't make a truth about is that it's assuming that everyone looks the same, sounds the same, wants the same outcomes, has the same starting point, and that is not a truth. And, in fact, if we just try to fit everyone into that, it doesn't work. 
I know that. I've had special needs in my family and I still do, by the way. But I love what it is. It's taught me one of these things that is that instead of trying to fit them into, say, you know, a round circle into a square, do you remember as a kid when you had to do those shapes? And I know I did that for many years with my children, trying to teach them how to put squares into squares, circles into circles. And I thought, you know, what if we could create and design a life that is actually using that as a strength, the differences that they had, and stop trying to put them into what the world wants, but really design ways in which they can use those for their benefit to help be better in how they need to execute what they do into life. And I, when I realized that I could do that in such a way that was so much more working with it rather than against it, I saw the benefits and then I brought that back into business. I brought it back into my own personal life. I brought it back into my own therapy of, you know, getting my physical at a level that got me out of a wheelchair when I ended up in a wheelchair. So those principles, that thinking that one thing fixes all is not true. And one of the things that I really know and is so important is that we've got to stop building these models and build ecosystems. And I really, really do believe this as one of the solutions to a new approach to where we need to go forward. And so if we could eliminate the one thing that sort of fixes all and go, maybe we actually need to look at having different variables, sorry, different variables, meaning different pathways at the table, that we can then go, this is the pathway we need for this result or this is the avenue we need to go down because these things are happening right now and that pathway that we thought we might need to go down isn't the right one at this point. Doesn't mean that it might not be the right one three months, a year, five years later. It just means that we have this flow rather than sort of something that then becomes really rigid because it's not on the plan. And I mean, going back to what Jonathan said, you know, he had a plan and then he had the emergency plan because he knew one plan wasn't necessarily going to work because there may be other variables that cause issues going forward and create vulnerabilities that maybe aren't safe for those that he needed to exit out of one using one plan only. So I think eliminate assumption, eliminate one thing that fixes all and eliminate what doesn't work. I think we hold on to as a human race, as leadership, we hold on to, but it's working. Or And even though inside of you really were true to yourself, maybe that doesn't work anymore. Think about it. Have you got to that moment where you go, okay, so I'm still doing it this way. I know there's a better way, but it's what I know. So I'm just going to stick with it. I think we have to get past that. We have to move on from that. And we have to think, let's just eliminate what's not working. Go with what is our starting point now? What is working and what do we need to work on, right? To make it better. So we get the outcomes that we really truly desire. So I know three ways in which 
this actually can happen, that we can eliminate assumptions, we can eliminate the one thing that fixes all, and we can eliminate what doesn't work. Would you want to know those? Well, I hope you do. So stick with this podcast because I'm going to do, you know, bring now the three things. Okay. So number one, know how to stretch the muscle of human intelligence. Like I said, you're going to keep hearing about this muscle of human intelligence. This is smart humans being able to use the data that comes in from all different angles and it comes into our decision DNA and then we process that. We have ways in which we deal with it and then we use that output and the data that we've got. What if we could use those in smart ways? So imagine if you could learn how to stretch the muscle of human intelligence. This is like going back to the gym example. When you could work a muscle, if you didn't work it, you got atrophy. And that muscle doesn't work. It doesn't function. It's going to be a negative on the rest of your body, to be honest. And so it doesn't help with the body functioning. Imagine If you actually work that muscle, you went and did some exercise with it, you learned how to recover with it, all those things, that muscle then becomes a tool in being able to, or a resource in your body to help you to function at a higher level, to function well, to get flow through your system, all those sort of things. So use that kind of concept And imagine if you were doing that in both your professional and personal life and you were able to use that muscle and it grew in a way that you could call on the data within you to be able to do things in a bigger and a better way. Here's the thing that would come from that is that you would have more capacity to be able to do things. You would be able to scale things in a different way because you were able to use the muscles that you have to make quicker decisions, bring better solutions at the table and scale what you're doing in a much bigger and better way. Here's the thing, when you don't have that, you actually have to rely on something that's not functioning at the highest level. You have to then, probably you're wanting to do more, but you're unable to because you can't. You don't have the systems or the processes that will give you the capacity that you really need. So those things become really important to be able to make sure that you're doing well. So going back to it, what is it? Number one, it's know how to stretch the muscle of human intelligence because then when you are able to do that, you are able to have a different capacity to call on. You're able to scale things at a whole different level. And of course, this will increase the growth that you have at the table and then the impact that you make. All right, number two, know what is in your hands. And again, this is something I say a lot of, but I really, I really, really, really think it is extremely important, especially when it's easy to look at what everyone else is doing, easy to see what everyone else has got and go, I wish I was like that person down the road. They have all of this. You know what? Just because the world has put value on that, what they have may actually not be success to you. 
And it may not be what you're needing. Here's the other thing. It may not actually be beneficial to you. It's too easy because social media, because we have as a society assumed that that is success or that is value or the measurement in which you think is valuable in what you're doing. It's not always a truth, sometimes maybe, and use that as a inspiration to move towards if that is truly what you want. But knowing what you have in your hand helps you to go, what do I actually have right now that could be beneficial for me as an individual, what I do, so as the collective, and then of course, then what that means for the global landscape. You have so much in your hand. I can't be you. I don't want to be you. And here's the thing, you do not want to be me. My brain works crazy fast. I've learned now how to slow it down, how to make sure that when I'm having conversations that I'm much better in the way that I can communicate to others now. But it has been such a frustration for me because I've gone, I don't really fit into what the world wants. I don't fit into the norm, whether what it was as a young girl at school, whether it was in the workplace, because I would come up with all these other things going, I don't think that would work, but I didn't always have the data to back it up. And I still don't, by the way, and I can still predict a lot of things and Well, actually, I can predict most things because of my ability to understand patterns and that scares people a lot of the time because it's not something they can see right now. It's not even something they can see in the near future. But trust me, when they catch up to what I see there, they go, wow, if only I had have done what you had said. If only I had put the systems in place because you predicted this. If only, and trust me, I have heard this many times. Why? Because I have trusted patterns that I know are going to give you the behaviors that you want to get the results that you bring. And not everyone knows that. Not everyone has that in their hands and that's okay. So don't try being me and in the same way I had to stop trying to be like everyone else because I didn't fit into that and I realized with what I had in my hands is now my genius zone and people come to me going hey how do we do this next level of what we want and then how's that going to impact not only just our organization but I really want to make sure that I'm leaving behind footprints for that are going to be sustainable going forward. So are we actually innovating the right solutions to bring what we need to the table? And, you know, I get lots of people coming and having those conversations with me. Why? Because it's my genius zone. They know that and they know to come to me. What is in your genius zone? What is you in your hands that you have? Sometimes it feels like you've got very little. Let me tell you, it does not matter what is in your bank account, you may have what is time. I always are looking for hacks 
to gain back time. Time is a precious commodity that many don't put enough, like recognize the strength of time. Time is an amazing gift. And if you do time well, you can achieve a lot within that time or use that time to bring the value that you need or want, whether that's freedom. I know there's a lot of people who go, if I could just get another day back, then I could have that day with my children. And that's really important to them. So time is an amazing thing. Relationships is an amazing thing. If you have spent time with amazing people and know that you can call on that person as a friend, as a confidant when you need it, as a resource when maybe you need it, then that is success too. So know what that value is that you have in your hands and know what you're doing with that and what you're going to do with that. Because I think that's important too, right? So number three is know what pathways you need to create or to get you the outcomes or the things, the results or whatever it is that you want at the table. I laugh at that because to me it just sounds so, of course you'd get the pathways. But I know in a lot of ways it goes back to If we use the example of business model, I don't believe that we should be building businesses as a business model anymore. I really don't. I really believe that we should be building what I call sustainable, scalable growth ecosystems. And, you know, we don't just leave who we are and walk into our profession. And then when we're finished at the end of the day, leave that behind and then walk back into our personal life. We are ecosystems and when we know how that can work and function beautifully and the pathways we need to be able to make sure that that does and then where we are actually wanting to work and what we want to do as our work or or our footprints that we're leaving behind and we can do that as an ecosystem that has effortless flow, then we actually a, can love our lives, we can love what we get to do every day and it's not work, it's the joy because we get to do it. And we know that every day we're getting up and we're doing what we're meant to do in life. That becomes less stressful when those challenges come. It doesn't mean you don't get those challenges. It just means that you have many different pathways and when those variables come to the table, when things that are maybe, you know, needing to happen and you didn't know and you didn't know that at the time you made a decision, you have other pathways. And none of those pathways are wrong pathways. They just give you effortless flow to continue to go towards and keep moving towards where you want to go. And I think that's the awesome thing. So yeah, so know how to stretch the muscle of human intelligence. Know what's in your hands Know what pathways you have to create the effortless flow that you want. And then, you know, you can do some pretty awesome things. So I think that eliminates assumption. I think it eliminates what doesn't work and it eliminates the one thing being the answer to it all. 
So what are some action steps that you can take from this? These are the questions that I really want you to ask from today's podcast. And that is even just simple way of doing this is what are your three core values? So that's what Jonathan called them, core values. I call them what are your three non-negotiables? And I say non-negotiables because they are the things that are really important. In our, one of our companies, you know, one of the things that we always talk about is we don't want clients that we couldn't have dinner with our children. And that's important. And so what is a core value to you? One of mine is that ethical decisions need to be made at the table. And that is like, I need to know that they are being ethical in what they're doing, who they are, the decisions they're making, and they are treating humanity as stakeholders when they make decisions. And so that's one of my core values, right, is are you building a culture where humanity are stakeholders? And if you're not, then we can't you know, progress forward together. I'm just not the right person for you and you're not the right one for me. So what are your core values or your non-negotiables? And, you know, start with three because even if you just work on three, then those three you get to know what they are and you start getting that and working that every day. If you just say every day, your three core values or your three non-negotiables. Today, this is my non-negotiable. Then it starts working that muscle of human intelligence within you, which then builds out neural pathways, right, for that effortless flow that I've talked about. All right, so what are your core values? What are your non-negotiables, right? And then the other one is what are you going to stop doing? Today, right now, this starting point, what are you going to stop doing? Those things, remember, that aren't serving you, that are not adding value, that are not the things that are going to help you to get where you need to go or help your team or bring the right solutions to the table. What are the things you need to stop doing? And then what are you now needing to work on, develop, evolve, That is the three things that I want you to take action on today. What are your three non-negotiables, top values, top core values, whatever it is that you stand by? What is stopping you? What do you need to stop right now? That's it. Eliminate out. No longer part of who you are, what you're doing, you as a leader, and what are you needing to do to help make sure you can keep evolving, develop and going where you want to go. I hope today has really helped you to just think a little bit more about who you are, how you're turning up and what is the culture that you're building out and what if you were to start exercising the muscle of human intelligence and these are some really practical everyday things that you can start putting in place. These questions, by the way, are questions that you need to know if you truly are making a difference, 
building out a movement, really growing and scaling at the level that you want to, you got to know what you stand for because there are many, many distractions along the way. There are many things that could make it sound like what it could be success for you, the right things for you, and maybe, just maybe, they're not right for you. And knowing what you stand for and what you will stand up in is really important when you continue to grow at a big speed. So what are you stopping? It's easy to continue things because that's what you've known. What are you taking ownership of today? From this whole conversation that I've had, what are you taking ownership of? What are you going to see as your non-negotiables, the things you want to stop? And then what is it that you need to help make sure that you are continuing to evolve as a leader and develop and grow? All right, because here's the thing, and I'm leaving you with this. When you grow to a level, you can give out from that. When you extend to even beyond what you think is maybe the level that you thought you'd get to, imagine what that opens up as possibilities and options for other people because they see and are inspired by what you're doing. Have an awesome one. Can't wait to have another conversation with you real soon. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlor. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.